Hello, and welcome back to the Doxology Podcast. My name is Lucas Stock, and with me, as always, is... Jens Nelson. This is a podcast dedicated to journeying together on the road that is the Christian faith. Join us as we explore, discuss, and grow as followers of Christ. So, how's it going, man? I feel like it's been a long time, but it's only been a week. Yeah, it's been a... Yeah. Um, let's see. Things are going well. I mean, I... As I sort of alluded to in, I think, a previous episode or two, I started a new job, um, which has been going pretty well. Like, my first week there, it was, man, talk about information overload. There was just, like, I can't even describe, you know, the, the number of documents that I had to read and the videos I had to watch for training. Like, just the whole onboarding process was um, a lot more than, you know, you might expect. So, that was week one, Monday through Friday, eight, eight hours a day. And then uh, this past week has actually been a lot more of me actually doing what I'll be doing for the job. And it's been going like really well. Like everybody's like, we cannot believe how quickly you're catching on to some of this. Like most people, hey. it takes plenty of time. Wow. So that's kind of encouraging. God showed up. All right. <laughs> Praise. <laughs> so yeah, that's been that's been cool to to now be in the the new job and to have it go well. So that's, I don't know, we, we, we've been. Yeah, that's awesome grilling out a lot because you know it's nice out and we can't go anywhere still i mean i don't know i know some places are starting to open up a little bit but at least in Mm -hmm. my county in wisconsin they're still on the lockdown or the stay at home until the 26th of this month so you know oh wow can't go out to eat we can't you know do the things that we might otherwise do so we like yesterday i went out and bought some chicken and we grilled and we've had like hot dogs and and other Mm -hmm. stuff so that's been fun because we've never owned a grill like we've been married for Let's see. This Thursday, actually, we'll have been married for four years, and uh, right, and we've never owned a grill. And and part of that's because you know we were married at Moody. It's like where are we going to grill in Jenkins? Um, and Just then, open the, <laughs> oh. the <laughs> fold open. Well, I don't even know what kind of window that is. I know it's like a back. weird window. <laughs> yeah. So we you know we didn't have one there at our other apartment. They didn't allow us to have grills on the patio. So like this has been our first opportunity to do so. And it's been super nice. Yeah, and obviously no one listening, well, not no one listening, but most people listening haven't been to your other apartment or Jenkins at Moody, so they have no idea. But like picturing that patio, I can't fathom you open not flame. being allowed to have a grill there. Like, yeah, I don't know. Would have been perfect. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been grilling a lot too. I, should, I say we. Elaine's been grilling a lot too, um, and I've been able to enjoy the fruits of, of that labor. It's been nice here. We're supposed to start opening up Massachusetts is supposed to start opening tomorrow, but it's uh, gonna be which is which is the 18th of May for those listening in the future. But um, it's it the the plan is like really slow and cautious, right? So assuming I don't wake up tomorrow and the governor's like uh, we're pushing it back, it's not like tomorrow things open. It's like yeah, tomorrow yeah, yeah, we yeah. start this long process that is going like very very baby steps. So about ready for some change but yep. <laughs> in the meantime what is not shut down is us cranking out doxology content right never that's the nice right, thing about yeah. being remote always as podcasters yeah. <laughs> we don't have to worry about being six feet apart in a room yeah we're six thousand <laughs> miles apart or whatever something like know. that <laughs> <laughs> um so today uh you know i always feel it's funny like i'm always like oh today we're talking about 
an interesting topic or a different topic, but everyone can already see what the topic is before I know. they I kind of start forget. listening. So it feels kind of weird. But as you can probably tell, if you've read the title before you clicked on this episode, we're talking about higher education. So, you know, college, university, graduate school, um, specifically Christian schools of higher education mm-hmm. and sort of exploring a little bit based on our own experience as people who have been to, uh, you know, between us, a few different levels and types of schools, Christian and non-Christian, mm-hmm. um, people who are sort of, you know, just familiar with between our friends, between people online, you know, whether that, that be students, former students, faculty, whatever. Um, it, I feel like this is a topic that is, you know, if you scroll through my Twitter feed, you know, the amount of people associated with some form of higher education is, is probably a decent amount, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know about you, but so, I, you know, it's not something that I would say, like, is like a pressing issue that I think about all the time, but it, but it's just something that I'm, it's sort of a, a section of the world that I feel like I'm familiar with on like a, you know, somewhat of a personal level, just based on experience. And I think that it is, there's some interesting conversations, especially with all the just ups and downs of higher education in general right, right now. And I, I, don't, I don't mean with the pandemic necessarily, but just like in the last few years with um, just you know, uh, you know, across the nation, like skyrocketing prices of, of college and lower enrollment, um, especially in, in, you know, what we sort of experienced uh, towards the end of our careers at Moody with um, a lot of the downturn in enrollment and the downsizing that happened in the faculty, you know, all, all that stuff. Um, there's yeah, lots we had of, a really interesting experience yeah. in our short years at Moody. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it was a lot of, there was, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe maybe that's just how much drama there is in, like, the real world, you know? Like, it, but I feel like there was a lot of drama for yeah. being there for, for you know, our, our time there. But um, one of the things I wanted to sort of say at the outset is, like, we're not really here to dive deep into, like, you know, the history or the meaning of universities or higher education in general, or some kind of, you know, philosophy of education or like a theological treatment of college, you know, like that's not certainly not my expertise, not really my area of interest either. Um, and it's just not really the, the point, I think. I think it's safe to say, would you agree that we're, we're not yeah. really interested in getting into more of the, you know, sort of deeper philosophical questions around higher education. Yeah, that's fair. And I mean, most universities were were at one point seminaries. They were places to train Christians. And over Mm -hmm. time, those sort of evolved. But other than that, there's not a lot that I think we, I don't think it's necessary to to dive into those things because it doesn't necessarily change, um, you know, what we're going to be talking about today because we're talking about the 21st century and christian higher education so even if we did that treatment we're still like the point of this episode is to sort of talk about evaluate critique discuss christian higher education from our experience and from those around us right yeah i think that's a good way to put it It, it's more of a 
it, you know, not that we're experts on anything, but it's more of a sort of lay approach than we usually take. You know, we haven't spent the week, you know, diving into, you know, academic journals talking about <laughs> education or, you know, history books or whatever. So what we kind of want to get at is from our own experience and just just thinking it through based on what we see as sort of people who are familiar with the world of higher education, but not, you know, intimately involved with it, as far as that being our careers or our, our you know, the work that we're doing. Um, we want to sort of ask, pose and ask the question, what is the value of Christian institutions of higher learning in our world today? So what can we, if, if we were to look at schools, you know, universities, colleges, seminaries, what is the value of those institutions being specifically Christian? Um, and, and sort of the flip side of that is what is the drawback or, or what are the drawbacks? What are the values? What is the draw, the drawback or the drawbacks of, of that? Um, and I think that there are a lot of ways this conversation can go. And I think we're kind of hoping that it can be a little bit of a, you know, discussion starter, uh, even more so than some of our other episodes, just given the fact that I, I feel like we really are sort of posing questions for 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 thinking and, and pondering more so than um, trying to, you know, dive into and approach an answer of any of these questions. Um, so what, Jensen, what is your sort of overall, like, thoughts, feelings, you know, evaluation of your higher education experiences yeah well you know so in the past maybe you haven't listened to um every episode of ours maybe you're just jumping in right now um so maybe Slackers. it helps right maybe it helps to say that we both went to a bible college we went to moody bible institute the the chicago campus so we have the Moody Bible the, Institute. The Harvard of Bible Colleges, I guess, is also something I learned from you in a previous episode. <laughs> um, <Yikes. laughs> but yeah, so in my higher education experience, so when talking about college, um, I, I went to a two-year, you know, kind of like a community college, but it, it was a university that was more or less meant to be a cheaper alternative Um to like getting your general credits out of the way. So the, the point of the school was like, if you don't know where you want to go, if you don't know what you want to do, come to our school. Um, you know, we're an accredited university that will transfer to any of the other University of Wisconsin schools. And so like you get your general, you get an associate's degree, but it's accomplishing those generals that everybody has to do. And then you transfer into a four-year school and complete your bachelor's degree. And so that was my first experience with college, you know, it wasn't the typical college experience, you know, living on a campus, you know, dorm life. Um, I still lived at home. I drove to school every day. Uh, but, you know, I still was in a university where much of it was was secular. And so I have I have some experience there. And then uh, originally, I actually wanted to be a high school history teacher. So that was like, what I was studying four at that school like that was sort of my aim so i'm going to get my generals and then transfer to a school where i can become a teacher eventually um but during my time in that coursework i just really you know a lot was going on in my life um i was really starting to take my faith and um 
you know, beliefs seriously. I wasn't like, I don't know. It was just a really transformative time in my life. And I realized that like, man, I, I don't think I can be a high school history teacher for, I mean, a number of reasons, but like a big reason was I'm going to want to, you know, share the gospel. And that's something that I can't do in a public sphere. Um, and so at the time I was like, I think I want to still teach, but like as a youth pastor, so like teach Bible, teach um, theology. And so, uh, I had some friends at Moody at the time I had, um, I knew a number of people, both in youth group and just around me in my circles that were like, yeah, you should, you should give it a shot. Like apply if you get accepted, like maybe that's God's way of saying like, you should go. And so, um, it worked out really well because Hannah, who's now my wife, uh, we were dating at the time and, and she was sort of slated to go to school, um, in Chicago. And so I was like, man, like what, what perfect, you know? timing to both be going to school in Chicago if, if it works out that way. So going to Moody, um, you know, my intent was youth ministry as a goal upon graduation, but I, I, I was a biblical studies major um, as opposed to a youth min major. And that was sort of, you know, in consulting some of my friends and consulting people who were around me, they're like, yeah, do something more general as opposed to something more specific, because a lot of people change their mind. And if you change your mind, you know, it doesn't mess you up all that much um, as far as like career path because you know in still wanting to do ministry the biblical studies degree is pretty flexible and it can be um, you know used in a number of ways but you know so that's sort of like my just history with with higher education um, you know when I think about my time at Moody there's a lot of good there's a lot of like yeah I could take it or leave it and there's some things that I'm like man I wish this was different and I think that's probably your ex- you know an experience for a lot of people in higher education. Um, one thing that I think is helpful to point out too, is that, um, Moody is a Bible college. It's not, I'm trying to think of the word, um, like a liberal arts school. Yes. It's not a liberal arts school that, you know, as a Christian, it's like, there, there are some schools that, you know, you can become a nurse, you can become a teacher, you can become like Wheaton, right? Like Wheaton. There's, you know, there's other degree paths, um, but in a Christian context and maybe with right. some like Christian electives, uh, Moody is a school that is set to prepare people for ministry. You cannot do, you know, those sort of liberal arts degrees. You're, you're going to be doing, you know, biblical studies, theology, pastoral, youth men, uh, ministry to women. Um, you know, I, I think that's, you know, there used to be like sportsmen, which I always thought was like a weird degree. Like a, what does a sports ministry person do? Um, uh, but yeah, so like, that's, that's one difference. Uh, you know, maybe you went to a Christian liberal arts school, so that's your perspective. Like, I guess we're, we're coming from the perspective of preparing kids for ministry, which I think on its own is a really, um, unique and interesting experience. I'm not sure that there are many schools left out there that are like Moody in an undergraduate level. I know that there's, you know, obviously seminaries that are like for the purpose of preparing people for, you know, becoming pastors and missionaries and stuff. Um, but for an undergraduate experience to only be geared towards equipping people for ministry, I think it's a really unique perspective. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Moody's definitely a unique place because of the really specific focus that it has on ministry preparation and 
the ways that that frees it up to, you know, go really in depth with some pretty specific classes and pretty specific programs while also um, sort of on the flip side, there's the trade-off is you, you don't really have like a solid, you know, liberal arts background for more generic, um, you know, or not for, but compared to like a more typical sort of like, like, like a moody degree in communications is going to look a lot different than a communications from a state school right. uh, degree, um, which has those, those positive and negative trade-offs just like anything else. And for, for, as far as my background, like I, I went to Moody was straight out of high school, got my undergrad and then did a, an MA there. Um, so I got, um, a little bit further ahead than just the undergrad. Um, so, so I have like slightly, you know, that perspective, it was, um, not, it, it, you know, the classes were all overlapped with the undergrad classes. So it wasn't like, a, it didn't feel like a totally new school, you know? Um, but it was a, it was a grad program. So I, I did get like a little bit of, of, exp, you know, exposure to the, the postgraduate sort of level, um, or I guess the graduate level. Um, but I, I would, I feel similarly, there were lots of headaches that I think had to do with the fact that it was a school. Um, there were some other headaches that I think had to do with things that were unique to that particular school that I was going to. Um, there were lots of really, really good things um, that, you know, I appreciate at the time, but also that even more so, I think I appreciate looking back and being not super far removed, but being removed enough that it's a memory, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is really true, I would imagine, just based on people's people that I know and what I've heard, you know, I think that's going to be true no matter where you go to school, whether whether it's a religious school, a non-religious school, whether you're talking about, you know, a liberal arts or a science or whatever your your career interest, your degree path is. I think that there's always pretty clearly going to be like big ups and big downs um, to any school um, or any kind of school, I guess I should say. Um, and I think that overall, I would say like I had a good experience, um, and I know that's not universal. Um, it's not universal at Moody. It's not universal more generally. Um, but I think that looking back, I can say it was a, it was a pretty good experience. And I, I've sort of picked out here that I want to share, you know, three things that are three kinds of benefits that I think. Christian higher education offers as opposed to non-Christian higher education. And of course I'm speaking to Christians, you know, like these aren't going to be beneficial to a non, like a, a non-Christian going to Moody, you know, wouldn't benefit from these things. <laughs> right. Um, but, but I think that that's, that just makes sense. That's fine. Whatever. Um, but I think that the three, the three like main sort of areas of, of benefit that I, think of when I look at Christian higher education would be professional benefits, personal benefits. And then, uh, I can't decide whether or not to call this. I couldn't think of a P word. I don't know whether to to call it scholastic (laughs) or academic. Um, but, um, professional, personal scholastic. So I think that 
the number one benefit of of Christian schools um, is for professional purposes. Um, you are whether you're talking about a Bible college. I mean, even even a Christian, you know, more general liberal arts school, but especially a Bible college um, or a seminary. Um, you're giving students an opportunity for really focused preparation and learning um, geared towards, even if it's not exclusively, you know, like the opportunity is there for people planning or expecting to enter ministry of some kind, whether that's church ministry or parachurch ministry or even something else, you know, just that's not necessarily like specifically ministry, but, you know, I'm thinking of like, um, at Moody, people who got communications degrees, they have a lot of skills that are transferable to a lot of different career paths that maybe aren't necessarily, you know, specifically ministry. Um, but they're but they're pre- they're preparing those skills in the context of going to Moody. So they're preparing um, along with their communications classes with Bible and theology classes, and they're doing their their uh, weekly christian ministry that we have to do they're they're you you know going to chapel like which those things would not be necessarily available and certainly not as extensive at a state school getting communications so um you know the way i think about it is like if somebody wanted to um practice law and be a lawyer and they wanted to they've okay i gotta go to law school i want to be I want to get the most out of law school that I possibly can to be as prepared as I possibly can be to do law as a career. Um, then they would look at applying to the most prestigious law schools with the best programs, the best faculty. Maybe they have a long history and lots of resources, and maybe they have a good name that's recognizable um, because they're trying to, you know, use their time in law school to prepare them fully and to, you know, the best degree possible to practice law. And the same would be school with, same would be school, same would be true with schools for somebody who wanted to be a doctor or somebody who wanted to be an electrical engineer, blah, blah, blah. You get, I think you get what I'm saying. So it's almost, it's almost really just the benefit of schooling in general that I'm saying here um, is that you go to a school that's appropriate for what you're hoping to get out of school. And I think that for people who are expecting or hoping or wanting to do some sort of vocational ministry, the the professional benefit of a Christian school, again, whether that's a Bible college or a seminary, is is you you just can't get it anywhere else. And 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 that's just that's not a good or a bad thing. That's just like the way it is. This is where you go. You know, if you if you want a master's of divinity, you go to a seminary you know, um, or, or a, a divinity school, um, wh- whether or not that's um, a, a divinity school or a seminary associated with a, um, you know, in with a evangelical Bible college or whether it's associated with an Ivy League, you know, university. The point is, like, you go to a specialized uh, institution to get a specialized degree. And that would be true in any field. Um, and I think that that's a huge benefit of Christian schooling for what it is. It's it's schooling for Christians to do Christian ministry. Um, and alongside that, if 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 you, if your denomination or or church body has like their own school, um, 
that's associated with the denomination. I mean, I think this is probably more so true uh, of seminaries versus undergraduate schools nowadays. Um, But then, you know, if you have like a, I don't know, a Southern Baptist theological seminary, then you're able to, as the Southern Baptist Convention, focus resources, craft programs, hire faculty that are preparing ministers for Baptist, Southern Baptist ministry specifically. I mean, obviously, Southern, you know, has broader sort of, you know, uh, benefits that it offers, but I think you get what I'm saying. Um, so that's sort of the, 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 the professional benefit that I see is just you're getting a program designed to do something, prepare you for ministry that you're not going to get in other places. Um, I don't know if, if you have anything to add to that um, or, or it, you know, anything that comes to mind uh, when, yeah. when I say that. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you think about Christian education, Christian training, um, learning about the Bible, obviously like in a, in a great ideal world. I mean, the church is the context in which solid biblical doctrine is taught um, and distributed, not just from the pulpit on Sundays, but all the time. I know that's not always the experience. And so that's some of like, when I think about Bible college, like for me, like, man, my experience at Moody was so informational and transformational. There were so many things that I learned where I'm like, hey, I've never heard this before. Why don't we do this back at, you know, my home church? Why are things like, you know what I mean? It's almost like uh, a whole new level of revelation, if you will. And I don't mean that like we're getting some new mystical teaching or something, but like you have great unparalleled access to some of the most renowned theologians in the world. I mean, you know, depending on where you go, you know, going to Moody, going to, um, you know, Midwestern, going to, um, you know, wherever you're going to encounter some really intelligent, some really humble, um, some really well-respected pastors and theologians who have a lot of training. Uh, And so, you know, I think that's a a big benefit is like, even if you're not necessarily going to be preparing for vocational ministry, uh, one of the great benefits of a place like Moody, again, as a Bible college is it's still preparing you for ministry like life like living life as a parent as a mother father brother um as a lay person whatever you find yourself doing you're still being trained and educated and taught um doctrine theology uh you know systematic theology whatever whatever class you're in um you know we've talked in the past about theology of suffering you know learning about suffering as it pertains to life in this world because that's an experience that we're all going to go through uh, you know, so I think those are some of the, you know, really real and tangible applications of of a place like Moody. Yeah, and I think what you what you bring up in in terms of like access to learned people who are there to teach, um, there to guide and to mentor, as well as like um, you think of you know a university library and just the gargantuan you know deposit of knowledge I miss Moody that library that a library <laughs> represents. Um, but I think, I think that's, that's super important that, that like you're able to have those sorts of resources at, at your fingertips when you're in an institution of learning versus just at your house, you know, or, or at a normal job. 
kind of thing. Um, I, I also, you know, was thinking like, I don't want to make it sound as though to be prepared for ministry, you need a formal degree from a Christian no. school. Um, that's of course not true. The vast majority of Christians today, let alone throughout history, don't even have access to, um, <laughs> Christian schools at all, let alone like, you know, School universities, <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah. And so that's not what I'm trying to imply, um, or to imply that if you don't get an MDiv, if you don't go to a Bible college, that you're somehow like a second rate, certainly not a second rate Christian or like a second rate minister of, of any kind. Um, I, I'm more just saying like, this is a resource Christian schools that exist in the world. <laughs> um, and, and these are some of the professional, personal and, and academic benefits that I see from it. Um, and that I think you experience, or at least have the opportunity to experience at these institutions um, in a way that's unique, in a way that's connected to them being schools designed for Christians. Um, but that's definitely, I just want to reiterate, that's definitely not a an attempt to like elevate, you know, elite, some kind of elite form of Christianity where you have to go to school to, to be part of the club. That's absolutely not <laughs> the intention whatsoever. Um, and something else you mentioned is a good segue into the second benefit. Um, you mentioned it being your time at Moody feeling informational and transformational. Um, and I think that one of the other benefits is that it's a personal benefit of you're, you're surrounded by Christians in a way that especially if you're living on campus at a Christian school is really unique. In when are that. you ever going to stay up till midnight talking about theology with your boys again? <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and there's that, there's the faculty, there's the student life. You know, if, if, if your school has things like chapel or, um, you know, you know, student groups like that are, that are, you know, more ministry focused or I, I don't know. Um, it's, Again, these are these are opportunities more so than like guarantees. Um, but you have like a really, really rich environment for personal growth, for devotion on top of the academic side of things, on top of classes teaching you information, you know, like, you know, I didn't take Greek, but, you know, you go to a class to learn the information of how to read Greek. Right. Um, but then at the same time you're surrounded by people who are maybe also learning Greek and you can enrich each other by holding like a devotional Bible study where you read through the new Testament in Greek together devotionally. And it's like, that's sort of what I'm talking about is it's not, not instead of, or identical with the like informational academic side of, of the experience, but alongside and related to it is, is the fact that you're at a Christian school with Christian peers, Christian faculty allows a certain level of devotion to be, you know, potentially fostered in a way that isn't necessarily the case if, you know, half or the majority of your peers and faculty aren't Christian or don't share your, your values or faith. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I know like, that's not always the case, even in the best case scenarios. You know, there were times where I was struggling with 
wrestling through doubts or questions or just feeling really worn out and dry in my spiritual life, you know, right. throughout my time at Moody. And, and I definitely think that taking tons of Bible and theology classes can contribute to that sort of almost like, I don't know if burnout's the right word. But like you the know, Bible but, becomes like another textbook. Like it almost yeah. becomes like another thing that you're, you're, you know, you're studying for a test, you take the test and then you move on. And like that, that was one of the things that I remember in like, you know, orientation week, I had some of like those older people who, you know, walk you around. They're like, do everything you that you can to not let the Bible just become another textbook. Yeah. And I think it, it takes a lot and, you know, you're going to have ups and downs just right. in, in life in general, but it definitely takes, um, you know, a, a, you know, what am I trying to say? Like a right orientation to appreciate the fact that you get to study the Bible for credit, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah. And you get to dive really deep into it and into, you know, the culture surrounding it, the language, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you also need to balance that with this isn't merely study. You know, I don't, I don't think we need to divorce study from devotion when we're talking right. about, you know, studying the Bible, you know, in college. Um, but it's I think it's hard for us as humans to to hold both of those things together. I think we have a tendency to maybe overemphasize one and de-emphasize the other at different times, or at least it's a temptation. Um, and and I do think that that's that's unique. You know, if you only if if you don't go to a Bible school, if you're studying, you know, law, you're probably only ever going to read the Bible when you're reading the Bible. You know, you're not <laughs> you're not reading the Bible for your quiet time at church and then for three of your five classes you know um it's just it's just a, again a unique experience because it's a unique sort of environment um and and i think that that is a little bit of a double-edged sword i think it's simultaneously a positive or a potential positive and a potential negative um, yeah I, I guess that we that we can sort of see in uniquely christian schools um right well, it reminds me, like, I, I, you know, it, it brings to mind Moody's, like, theme verse or whatever. I don't know if it's, like, if it still is, but if, if you walked into the archway of Moody on your right, you know, coming off of, what was that, LaSalle or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. You would, you'd be greeted with uh, the words of Second Timothy 2, 15, that says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, as a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. And, you know, as a, especially as a Bible college with the aim of preparing people for ministry, whether it's vocational or just life, um, like that's obviously of kind of utmost importance when we're talking about rightly handling the word of truth, you know, <laughs> it's no secret that there's, you know, cults and, um, you know, misinformation and conspiracy theories. And <laughs> like, if we're just going to be talking about life in the world, uh, to be able to rightly handle the word of truth. You know, I think, like you're saying, at Moody, there is sort of that that danger of turning your, you know, your coursework into just like getting it done to accomplish it as opposed to, um, you know, worshiping God even in studying for that test, even in learning, you know, creation, flood. I don't, I can't remember <laughs> anything beyond that, but like, you know, OT survey with Dr. Uh, Dr. Marty, um, you know, I, I'm reminded of something that my dad told me recently. Uh, 
so back in the day, he used to be on a worship team uh, at a church that we went to. And he was telling me that the, the worship leader who was the, the, the wife of the lead pastor, he, she, she once one time, like there was somebody who was saying, you know, why do we, why do we need to prepare? Why do we need to rehearse for worship team? Like, why can't we just let the spirit move in the moment? And her response was, are you telling me the spirit doesn't move as we rehearse, as we practice, as we you know, <laughs> study and prepare? And I think, you know, maybe the same sort of, uh, same sort of scenario can apply in Bible college. Like, you know, so when you're studying, are you saying like, you know, God only teaches you a, when you're reading the Bible for your quiet devotional time and you don't learn as you're studying systematic theology for that test you have coming up as you're, you know, studying for 15 different finals, it feels like, um, you know, I think that's one of the potential, like you said, potential dangers, um, I guess in Christian higher education specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third benefit I would say is, is a, like a scholastic or an academic one. And specifically I'm talking about, um, people who go on to do academic work, who become scholars, whether that's teaching in a, in a, you know, a university or, or, um, you know, in other settings. But I I think that Christian scholars who spend some of their training and education in Christian schools can really benefit from using and learning, you know, academic skills and tools in the context of a Christian environment that's geared towards ministry um, that can help them as they go forward in their scholastic work um, to utilize those gifts and tools in a way that also um, serves the church, that serves the body um, with specifically Christian, you know, applications of academics in a way that you, you just wouldn't necessarily sort of catch if you went to just non-Christian schools if your professors weren't using their skills that way, you know, because that's not their purpose or desire or training. Um, so this one is a little more nebulous and it's not as specific and it's also not as applicable to everyone who goes to Christian school because not everyone who goes to a Christian school becomes a scholar. Um, but I just think it's a, a, a helpful thing for people who are scholars who are Christian. Yeah. To, to have along the way some training um, in a Christian context. You know, I would say on the flip side of that, I wouldn't want a Christian scholar to only go to Christian schools because the world of scholarship is not exclusively made up of, you know, Christians who get together and do scholarship. You know, it's a much more diverse and varied world and quite frankly a lot of christian schools particularly of you know certain shall we say evangelical leanings uh don't always do a great job at you you know teaching and utilizing modern tools of scholarship and that doesn't mean that every modern tool of scholarship is helpful or every conclusion is good or whatever um but if you're a scholar you got to be familiar with modern scholarship. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think that there's something to be said for, um, for a more well-rounded. And I, when I say more well-rounded, I mean more diverse, you know, uh, not, not to bash Christian schools or bash non-Christian schools. I just think that, um, there are unique benefits to both. And if you're talking about your life being 
taking place in the academy. Um, I think having as as diverse of a background as possible um, is 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 beneficial. So yeah, um, well, we yeah, sort of it, yeah. You know, I guess we've sort of covered you know a lot of the benefits, a lot of the um, you know good that can come from a Christian higher education experience, and uh, I think it might be helpful at least to mention a couple of the possible dangers. I know we've sort of pointed out a couple along the way, um, but you know this this already kind of has been a different episode from episodes we normally do, as as you said in the beginning. Um, because, you know, maybe many of our listeners are well beyond college or well beyond higher education. And they might think like, well, this isn't really all that, uh, applicable to me, but you know, maybe you are a college or a high school student on the verge of college, or maybe you're somebody who's a parent who has kids that are considering higher education. Maybe you just have a friend who, um, you know, is considering going to a place like Moody. I think it can be helpful on the front end to know some of the dangers to, um, you know, help you be prepared for what's to come. And again, speaking from experience at a place like Moody and knowing people who have gone to other, you know, Bible colleges and, you know, liberal arts schools, uh, you know, depending on your upbringing, uh, so depending on your church experience as a kid, depending on, you know, what your family was like, you know, entering especially the wrong kind of Christian college or university, I think can lead to great difficulties. Um, And what I mean by that is like, you know, Moody, Moody was pretty, um, interdenominational. Like it wasn't just Baptists. It wasn't just reformed people. It wasn't just, you know, one type. There were lots of different people. Um, but if you were, for example, to be somebody who was, um, you know, maybe reformed or, um, Anglican as yourself, Lucas, if you were to go to a school that was say, um, you know, more Pentecostal or more, um, you know, in the assemblies of God denomination, for example, um, there might be some some danger in in going to again the the wrong kind, um, and I think it can lead to difficulties. And when I think of you know my own experience, you know I mentioned earlier, sort of having this continual thought of like, man, I've never heard this before. I've never heard this before. I've never heard this before. Um, that might be because maybe I wasn't as educated in my you know Christian upbringing as as what I was learning in Moody. Um, but for some people. Uh, that can maybe be a danger, you know, constantly thinking, I've never heard this before. I've never heard this before. I've never heard this before. Uh, maybe it can cause you to become, you know, sort of jaded, sort of bitter, sort of, um, you know, questioning your, even your own upbringing. Like, man, if I was never taught this before, what else haven't I been taught? You know, is, is God even reliable? And that's, and I'm just like purely talking about like in, in the moody context, when I was learning truths that I'd never heard before, that were like groundbreaking. But I know that there are universities and colleges that are, you know, supposedly Christian that are putting forth ideas like, yeah, maybe the Bible isn't, you know, very authoritative. Maybe it isn't inerrant. Maybe it isn't infallible. Maybe we shouldn't trust it as much as, you know, some pastors say we should. And so that's obviously like a potential danger for a whole nother reason. Um, But there are just, I think, situations and contexts in which if we're not careful, going to a school like this can be detrimental. And I guess, I mean, I'm curious if you have any thoughts on on that idea. Yeah, I think that, um, like, again, I, I sort of feel like that might be an example of a double-edged sword where right. if if you're brought up in one tradition and you go to a school that that's sort of more broad or from a different tradition and then it's like, oh, wow, you know, I've never I've never heard of this. I've never thought about it like this that's really challenging and groundbreaking to me. That can be 
scary. Well, definitely scary, but that that, that could be detrimental, but it could also be incredibly beneficial. Uh, yeah. Depending depending on the belief, depending on the background, depending on the what's you know the specific and the person, of, just and the person, person and 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 how that process is going about. But like here in your, I, I see in in our notes, you you wrote like challenging weak but long held beliefs, like that. Uh, you know, if if it if it's a weak belief because it's not biblically founded, not you know consistent you know like if, if it's for lack of a better word if it's if it's a wrong belief then like that i would say it's a good thing for those to be challenged i mean it's a good thing for all of our beliefs to be challenged but yep. especially those that turn out to not be sustainable biblically um but even if it's even if it's like a good thing that a certain belief is being challenged uh, you know i i feel like it can be done in such a way that is uh painful and leads to like you're saying being jaded being cynical being bitter towards your either your school you're at now or your your church back home or or your upbringing you know um and i think that that is like i said simultaneously has the potential to um to be like very beneficial or also very harmful and and i feel like i've seen both you know like I i would say in my own life my own experience i was you know, not just through through my classes during my my career at, at Moody, but also going to church and talking with friends and reading I did on my own. Um, there were so many uh, like small things and bigger things that were challenged and reframed and reshaped and broken down and added. You know, like all the time, which is yeah which is part of what happens in, in life, hopefully, I, I would say. But, um, but I mean, I, I've also, I can think of some people at Moody who went through a similar process and came out, you know, I would say much worse off just in terms mm-hmm. of their own, their own like level of contentment and happiness as, as well as sort of where they where they went from there on on their new path you know and, and right i mean I, I specifically have people in mind i mean obviously i'm not going to name names but i have you know i think of friends from school i think of even just acquaintances that like we were in school together went to all the same bible classes um and like look at their life now and a number of them are just like not walking with the lord not you know yeah caring even there even some people during their time at moody not caring uh and being respectful of, you know, the place that they're in. It's like, you don't have to be here um, if you don't mm. want to be necessarily. Um, which again, these are, you know, maybe exceptions to the norm. Um, but still, it's good, I think, like I mentioned, to just be aware of some potential pitfalls, some potential dangers that might arise um, in a place like this. And I think, you know, maybe just uh, to sort of begin wrapping this up here, Um you know, I, I polled a couple people on, I asked my Instagram, you know, what are some potential dangers that you've noticed if you were a Bible college student? And a number of people replied with, there are a lot of fake people, um, which I think is an, is sometimes an interesting critique. And I'm, I'm not even sure what people always mean by it. I, th- I think I can guess what they mean, mm-hmm. that there's, you know, probably a lot of, you know, people that talk the talk, but don't walk the walk, so to speak, or, you know, I don't know. But even myself, I could tell at Moody that there were a lot of people that were either there because maybe their parents wanted them to be there. Maybe it was just, you know, the only school that they could get into. So they kind of went. 
Um, but there, there are those people who sort of go through the motions, who don't go to a chapel, you know, they sort of fob in and, and leave. Or there's the people that, you know, come to class but don't pay attention. They're just playing games on their laptop or whatever. Um, but that's, you know, from from you guys, some of you maybe even listen, like that's one of your, you know, answers to what some of these yeah. dangers are. Um, someone else said that, you know, if you want to go on to graduate school that isn't a seminary, um, maybe you're not going to have great preparation. So maybe consider what you want to do. If I know none of us actually really know, but like, <laughs> you know, if you think that there's the slightest chance of like wanting to do outside uh, something outside of, you know, ministry, you, you might want to choose a liberal art Bible college. You might want to choose a school that will be, you know, better to prepare you for graduate school. Um, you know, even for myself, transferring from that two-year um, associate's program to to Moody, I had 60 credits. I had an associate's degree in my hand, and Moody's like, we're going to take 20 of your credits. Um, so, like, instead <laughs> yeah. of starting as a junior at Moody, I started as basically a second semester freshman, um, mm-hmm. which, again, in God's providence and his sovereignty uh, was a great thing. It's what I needed. Um, it, it All the things worked out the way that they were supposed to work. My wife and I, who is a year younger than me, we were able to graduate at the same time and move out of Chicago at the same time. Almost the same day while you were moving. <laughs> right, exactly. It was just, yeah, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> but like all those things, like, you know, those are things to consider in, you know, what you want to do. Are credits going to transfer? Is this going to work out to, you know, go to this program or this degree? And, you know, I'm reminded there's sort of like a, you know, I don't know what your experience was. Have you heard of Bart Ehrman? Oh, yeah. Did, did you hear about him like during your time at Moody? He was sort of like this yeah, that was quintessential example yeah. of what we don't want to produce at Moody. <laughs> um, you know, this this Christian boy who comes into higher education, um, goes on to, I think, like Wheaton and yep. um, after Wheaton, like sort of renounced his faith, became a pretty like ardent atheist uh, and is actually now I'm pretty sure he's a professor of like church history at like Duke or North Carolina. Yeah, he's, he's a, like he's, in a, a, he's a pretty accomplished um, biblical scholar, New, which New, is very ironic New Testament scholar. Well, I mean, in my most, opinion, you know, numerically, I think it's safe to say most biblical scholars are are not people of faith because it's a massively significant ancient document associated with nearly every at least every western culture that there is you know like it's 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 a it's a it's an academic field you know whatever right. you believe about the claims being made it's it's a very broad and deep academic field um and he he is a very yeah my i haven't read any of his books but my understanding is he is a very um, accomplished New Testament scholar and, and well-respected within that field. Um, he just makes some pretty, for someone as well-respected well and historically informed and trained as he, I, I do feel some of the claims he makes seem a little, seem a little silly. Well, I mean, it comes just, from a place of unbelief. Just historically. I mean, <laughs> right. But yeah. It's sort of rectifying, like, here's what I hold to, but I'm talking about a faith that I don't hold to and sort of, yeah. But Anyway, those are just, I think, some of the dangers. And we, you know, for the sake of time, for the sake of, like, we don't know everything, we're just sort of talking about experience. Like, these are just some of the benefits. These are just some of the dangers. I mean, there's probably a million and and one benefits to going to a school like Moody. There's probably, you know, a million dangers as well. 
Uh, but we just we thought, you know, as people who have this experience, that it would be really helpful to sort of discuss these things, to inform you, you know, especially for those kids who are on the brink of graduation or maybe you're a couple years from that, uh, you know, to be thinking about these things. If you if you're a parent who has kids and you're thinking about sending them to a, a good Christian university, you know, do your research. Think about like these benefits and dangers, you know, what's going to um, set them up best for success and, you know. I don't know. I think it's a good thing to, to think about and discuss. Definitely. So on that note, I'm going to crack open the uh, Book of Common Prayer to, to pray us out. Um, and I'm going to pray a, a brief little collect for schools, colleges, and universities. Seems, seems fitting. <laughs> um, all right, let's pray. Almighty God, by your gift alone, we come to wisdom and true understanding. Look with favor, we pray, on our universities, colleges, and schools, that knowledge may be increased among us and wholesome learning flourish and abound. Bless those who teach and those who learn, and grant that in humility of heart they may ever look to you, the fountain of all wisdom, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Shame on you, MBI. Remember that? <laughs> that van that would go around our campus oh, and blare over their loudspeaker? Yeah. Just remember Golly. that. <laughs> What an amazing, what an amazing place. <laughs> God bless the school that D.L. Moody founded. Definitely. Um, so thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Doxology Podcast. Uh, if you'd like to connect with us, share your uh, horror stories or fond memories of Bible college or seminary, you can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at Doxology Podcast or email us at doxologypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your questions, feedback, thoughts, and future episode ideas. Uh, please don't be shy. We, we love hearing from you guys and um, are really appreciative of, of all the support um, that we that we have um, from you. And, and thank you again. Just, just thank you so much for listening, as always.